Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. Bob and I have run Workplace Prayer for almost two years at this point, and at one point I thought, wow, I have a real hard time putting out invoices. What is the problem with me? And really just kind of looking at the numbers in general, it made me want to run screaming from the room. (laughs) And since I actually like spreadsheets, I like math, I like details, this was kind of odd. And so I was talking to the Lord about it and he said, well, you know, anytime you have something that you don't really want to look at, it's often a need for healing prayer. So I contacted my healing prayer person, Cindy McFadden, and when we got on the phone, I was like, okay, first priority, I need financial healing because something's off. And so I said, Lord, I need, I want your mind. I want your heart around this. I don't know what the problem is, but I can tell that there's something that's a block. And so after I said amen, she said, you know, the Lord gave me two words while you were speaking. He said, define lavish. And I started laughing. I was like, he did not. Did he really? That's what he said? Oh my goodness. And so here's the story. When Phil and I moved to the land, we had such high expectations for what the Lord was going to do. And we had talked about a whole bunch of different names. One of my favorite books in the world is called The Sherwood Ring. And there is a, I guess it would be like an old farmhouse. The the name of that one is Rest and Be Thankful. And I love that name, except it kind of sounds like a funeral home. So we opted not to go with that one. And then I was like, well, what we ended up doing in the end is spring forth farm because there's a beautiful verse that said righteousness and praise will spring forth before all the nations. Ah, but there's other verses in the scriptures with those words as well. So spring forth is awesome. And then one of the ideas though, I was like, I would like our farm to be called Lavish Abundance. And I mean, that's also, it sounds like you can imagine it in Victorian script, like very beautiful. And so it was a little bit over the top. I couldn't really picture having Lavish Abundance on my sign at the farmstead. Not that we ever had a farmstead, but we didn't know that at the time. So anyway, but I was like, that honestly was what we were expecting. We were expecting Lavish Abundance. And instead we kind of ended up with probably the opposite felt like lavish devastation and where we had sown expecting to have a harvest we ended up with nothing and the weeds and the the insect pressures and the amount of loss and just it was awful (laughs) it was you know I remember there was a time where I got a check from my grandfather he had passed and so my inheritance money from him it wasn't a tremendous amount of money, but it was, it was nice. You know, it would have been, it was a nice amount at that time. And we went the next day and paid it for hay so that the cows could live and the cows never gained weight. So it was like, it felt a little bit like living in Egypt. Like, oh my goodness, we are dealing with the cows, the, the skinny cows that come up and eat the fat ones. And, uh, yeah, so I was kind of praying through this, like, Lord, this is what we had expected And instead of lavish abundance, it was not that. And, you know, I can look at that, my story, and say, the story of my farm is not yet done. Um, I think in my heart, what I feel like is that the Lord put us in that place because there is a curse over the land that he wants to reverse. And I'm content to just walk that out with Jesus, however long that looks. But 
it was still a really hard season. And uh, this is so personal, you guys. It's such a deep story for me. So what Cindy said after I kind of finished praying through what this word lavish means to me was really um, beautiful. She said, you, Amy and Phil, are my children of faith. This is what the Lord had been speaking. These are my children of faith. And they did not lose heart. And honestly, that ministers to me so much. Because when we were farming, after four years of sowing and not seeing a harvest, after four years of buying animals that we hoped for and we cared for and having them die in a ridiculous number of crazy and horrible ways, at some point, I was like, I actually, like, my heart cannot handle being crushed like this anymore. I need to be done. And my husband really gamely tried to carry on for another few years before we sat down really honestly and looked at the finances and the, the vision and said, oh, yeah, it's time to try something else. But I think what was precious about that statement that they did not lose heart is that up until the moment where I said, oh, I feel like I'm in despair. I still had hope. There were always like, oh, here's the next plan we can try. Here's the next thing. And even though my husband and I and the four boys, for a while a foster daughter, lived in a construction trailer, 228 square feet, like we were in close quarters, no running water for four and a half years. Eventually, I mean, after nine months or something, we had a motorhome come and kind of park outside. So we did have a way of getting... Um, a sink and a shower, but it wasn't like in our continuous living space. And uh, anyway, long time, a long time to, to deal with that kind of living conditions. And, uh, <laughs> and the thing is that the Lord sustained us, right? Like it was in its own way, it was beautiful. And so I think that that statement over me that you did not lose heart it feels like, no, that's kind of what I thought. Like, I feel like I had just changed because it was time to change. You know, like, yes, it wasn't working, but the reality is it hadn't been working the entire time we lived there. So it wasn't like, oh, all of a sudden everything stopped working. Like, <laughs> No, it had been a long time. And so, yeah, I think I just am celebrating that the Lord writes our stories and sometimes they're messy. And honestly, there's a part where I think about this season in my life and I, I had a beautiful childhood. I had a beautiful high school career. I had a like lovely college experience in its own way. And so going to the farm and having everything fail, that was sort of a new experience for me. And, and it, it's not, it's not comfortable, right? It's not easy. It's not fun. And yet that also is a part of my experience, as part of my life story. And so, yeah, Lord, as some of, one of the things that Cindy said was that <laughs> don't lose your bold faith that out of Hebrews 10.35, and that sometimes we don't see the fruit of our labor, that sometimes we have been trusted with work that we are doing for future generations. And so, Lord, I thank you. <laughs> Oh, Lord, it's deep. I thank you for the way that sometimes we don't see what we're doing. 
just that verse continues to ring out of Hebrews 11. Oh, that these, <laughs> these died in faith. They had not yet received the promise, but they looked for the city with foundations whose builder and maker was God. Thank you, Lord. And so I ask, Lord, for any anyone else who might be facing this sense of, I'm doing what I can with what I know. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm being faithful, but the outcome is nothing like what I expect. And in fact, the outcome pretty much sucks. Lord, I thank you that you are the God of plenty and you're the God of the not plenty. Lord, as Cindy said, sometimes you plant a seed and it doesn't germinate. And sometimes you pull a weed and it's like the entire field just springs forth in beautiful flowers. That you actually could do either of those things. Oh, so Jesus, we want to turn to you in your compassion and say, walk with us on this road. Thank you, Lord. Amen.